Good to see you this morning. Praise God. Uh, with, um, I was supposed to share on uh, increasing by knowledge today. Um, you know, the, the, the importance of knowledge in, in experiencing supernatural increase. Uh, but on Friday night, the Lord changed everything. Uh, the Lord said I should share because there was a word that came to me just before the service on Friday about divine acceleration. And the Lord said to me uh, after the service on Friday, uh, I took the Friday service. Uh, usually I, I, don't, I don't take the Friday service, but I took it. And God said to talk about divine acceleration. He said because there are some people who have waited so long. Um, and God said he wants to accelerate things. Uh, you've waited and waited and waited. You know, and God said it's time for an acceleration. Glory be to God. So very quickly, we're going to go to Amos chapter 9. And we're not reading a message for this one. Amos 9, 13 to 15. Glory be to God. So the title is Divine Acceleration, Experience Explosive Blessings. Okay, can we have that please? 13 to 15 in any version. Now KJV, NIV. Uh, I think KJV, yeah, you can give KJV, please. He said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. The treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. And the mountain shall draw sweet wine. And all the hills shall melt. 14. And I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel, of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyard and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. 15. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, said the Lord thy God. Now, now, if you go to verse 13, you see what he was saying about when you are sowing, harvesting is happening simultaneously. He's saying it's like as the seed gets to the ground, there's harvest. There's harvest. And normally that is not the norm, isn't it? You have to wait for a few months before you can get the harvest. If you, if you, if you plant any kind of uh, crop whatsoever, you wait for a few months to get harvest, isn't it? But now we're saying here, it's like the seed hits the ground and harvest is coming up all at the same time. Because God is, is shortening the time. Did you get that? And we pray that prayer this morning. The God of suddenly will visit your house. The God of suddenly will visit your business. The God of suddenly will visit your marriage. Will visit, visit your finance. Will visit every area of your life. He is more than able to do that. You know, because a lot of time we are waiting on God. When God is saying no, just like that. We'll make it happen. It is time for blessings. God created time and season for everything. If you go to Genesis, he created time. Time was part of the you know, creation. God created time. Now, after the fall, man became subjected to time. It's subject to time. Whereby, you will now have to do things in time. Oh, five years from now, I will graduate from college. Oh, I'll do my master's degree. It's going to take me five, three years. Oh, it's going to take me two years. Oh, it's going to take 10 years for me to save up enough money to buy a house. Oh, it's going to, do, you know, we, we now begin to put time to everything. But you know what? Everything, time is supposed to be subject to us. Because time was created 
And it was part of the thing that man was to dominate on. We're supposed to dominate over time, not the other way around. But a lot of us, we have subjected our faith to time. We have subjected the things that God has promised to time. And that is why God is ripping up the script this morning and saying, no, 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 enough. I am going to do what I said I would do now, but I will do it so fast that people will see you and they will say, wow, look at what God has done in his life. Look at what God has done in our life. Glory be to Because there must be a difference between us and those who don't serve God, who are not serving God. There must be a difference between us and those who don't know God. One of the prayers we prayed this morning, you know, for the service, you know, God just gave us a word. He said, remember in Egypt there was darkness, but over Goshen there was light. He said, in the house of the righteous there is light. In the house of the righteous there is surplus. In the house of the righteous there is plenty, even when there is scarcity out there. And we need to have that mindset. We need to shift. We need to plug in into into the new economy. Stop looking at your bank statement, bank account, the balance, and be thinking, oh, you know, this is what you are worth. You are worth Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all my needs. I don't know about you. All my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That is what I'm worth. Hallelujah. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, 1 Chronicles 12, 32, the Bible said the children of Issachar they understood the signs of the time. And they knew. They did not just understand. They knew what Israel ought to do. They knew. And what God is saying right now is divine acceleration. Hallelujah. And we need to get to that place. God wants us to get to the place where we say, you know what, Lord? I surrender this project to you. And I thank you for divine acceleration. They might tell you it's going to take six months for this to happen. You're going to say, no, I'm switching. Into what God is able to do, which is the supernatural. It is time for the fulfillment of Amos' prophecy in your life. That is the season where we are. That prophecy will come to pass. That prophecy is coming to pass in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more lack for you. Enter into your abundance. It is time for increase in your life. You will not have to wait for a whole year to get a salary increase because God is going to do it suddenly in your life. In the name of Jesus. He's going to put money in your pocket more than you need. Oh, glory be to God. He's going to bless you beyond measure. In the name of Jesus. What took some people 10 years to achieve, God is going to do it for you in a month. People see us and they say, oh, you know, you know, I have I shared this in this house. I know what my story was like a few years ago. And I know what it is now. It's completely different. And that is what God can do in any, anybody's life. The Bible says God is no respect of persons. You got to know that you are a candidate and your case is different. You are a candidate for the blessing of God. Hallelujah. You know, one of, the, one of my favorite scriptures, I quote this all the time. I say, henceforth, let no man trouble me. For I bear upon my body the mark of Jesus. So everywhere I go, I have the mark of Jesus with me. So my case is different. Hallelujah. You go to the bank and they're telling everybody, oh, we're done. And they're like, look, something happened to me this past week. Even if somebody had told me myself, I'll probably say no, it's not possible. I go to the bank and they were just right like 
I miscalculated. I thought it was 6 o'clock that it came. I got the 5.03. The manager was about to. I had her set. Never thought that was possible. Some strange things are happening. I was attended to. I was attended to. You need to read the script. The order is changing. The rejected, corner, the rejected stone is becoming the cornerstone. God is ripping the script. You cannot believe that. Hallelujah. We have no power to accelerate anything, but God is said to do it. Now, let's look at what is acceleration. Acceleration simply means speed. It means open doors. It means launch forward. It means that the blessing will come to you so fast. <laughs> Things that should take years will happen suddenly. Now, if you go to Amos chapter 9, verse 13 to 14, message now. Let's read the message. You will see what I'm talking about. So everywhere you look, blessing. Everywhere you look, increase. Everywhere you look, healing and wholeness. Everywhere you look, restoration. Everywhere you look, advancement. The yoke of stagnancy is broken over your life. It's broken over your ministry. It's broken over your business. It's broken over your health. Everything that concerns you, the, the, the yoke of stagnancy is broken in the name of Jesus. Look at what he says. He says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. This is the time. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. Verse 14. I will make everything right again for my people Israel. They will rebuild their ruined cities. They will plant vineyards and drink good wine. They will walk their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. But let's say this. Let me say this. It won't just happen automatically. It will happen with your participation. You get that? Can two work together except they be agreed? You have to position your heart to receive what God said. God gave me a word a few years ago. But I had to act on the word that God gave me, the instruction. The instruction was loaded with so much possibility, but it was not going to happen to me until I acted on the instruction that God gave. Now, God has said, it's a season for divine acceleration. He said, today, right now, it is your time for divine acceleration. Now, your own participation is important here. You have to key into what God is saying. Hallelujah. You need to take possession of this promise in your life. Let's read Joel chapter 2 verse 25. I think we read it. The, the, the pastor that led the opening prayer this morning read that same scripture. He said, and I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar. The palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. 
Joel chapter 2, verse 25. What God is saying is that He's going to restore. There was something that came to me profoundly this past week. It's about the sevenfold return. He said, when the thief is caught, he will restore, he will restore sevenfold. The devil is restoring to you sevenfold. Everything he has stolen in your life, in the name of Jesus, is restoring sevenfold. Say, my restoration comment. It is time for restoration for me. In the name of Jesus. The restoration of God is overtaking every shortage in my life. In the name of Jesus, the restoration of God is overtaking me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is the God of acceleration. Now, he said something to me as I was preparing this message. He said, your waiting, your time of waiting is over. He said, your time of waiting is over. He said, just like Joseph, God said he's about to accelerate your promotion. Let's look, let's look at Genesis chapter 41, verse 37 to 49. Genesis 41. It was just like a regular day when Joseph went to bed in his prison cell. He had no idea he was going to wake up in the morning. And it's going to be a brand new day. His status changed from Joseph Escon, prisoner, to the prime minister. Just like that. Just like that. Do you know how to become a prime minister in Canada? You have to do election rally and vote. And you, you understand? And they have to count the vote. But this one, there was no vote to be counted. God compressed everything together. God compressed everything together. There was no need for, in fact, he was the only candidate. Because all that candidate were interviewed before him, they failed. He didn't even know anybody else was interviewed for the paper position. But do you know what? Even if any of those people had interpreted the dream, the value wouldn't have been made the prime minister. Because it was God that set everything up. He made sure they didn't, they didn't understand the dream. And there was only one man who was raised to interpret the dream. You are coming into a place that is only you that will provide that solution. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because God will give you unusual wisdom. God will give you unusual insight. He will give you revelation into the supernatural. In the name of Jesus. And as you begin to draw from there, you begin to see that in the natural, people see you and they're like, wow, we've never heard anything like this before. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He said, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servant, can we find such a one as this is? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has shewed it all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Verse 40. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto my word shall my people, according to thy word, shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Now, wait a minute there. His own household will be under. Who was actually the one ruling the whole land? Was Joseph. The order is changing. The order is changing. In the mighty name of Jesus, you used to go to the bank for, for loan, for, for everything, but very soon the bank will be coming to you. 
Oh, glory be to God. Before they borrow some people money, they will come to you and ask you, do we borrow this or not? Hallelujah. Because you're going to have so much influence. Glory be to God. Some of this thing might sound like... I remember about four years, five years ago now, when I was in a meeting and, and Brother Jesse Duplantis called me out. And he began to prophesy to me, began to tell me the things God was saying about me. And, and, and some of you here, you've seen, probably seen the video. Everything he said that night is still unfolding in my life. But that was the day that everything changed for me. I received the word of God. I received that, those prophecies. I received them. I danced because I could see with my eyes of faith what God was saying to me. I could see a glorious future, but I was still in my four by two room. I was still in my four by two church. I was still among, you know, the four by two people. But then I could see beyond those, those places. And I'm seeing some of the things that God showed me then. I'm seeing them in my life today. Because until you see it, you cannot have it. Your eyes of faith has to be open. You have to look beyond where you are right now and trust God. Trust the word of the Lord. Trust the prophecy of God concerning your life. Hallelujah. Stop looking down on yourself. You are not the one to make it happen. God is. When you surrender your life to him completely, allow him to run your life the way he wants to run it. Hallelujah. That was difficult to process, I think. This guy kept going. Jesus accelerated the wine process from about 15 years to right now. In John chapter, John chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Do you know it takes about 15 years to have the best of wine? Yeah. 15 years. And Jesus did that in a moment. Luke 137 says, with God, all things are possible. Your head, your wisdom, everything you have is too small to figure out what God is saying or what God is able to do. It's too small. It can't even comprehend it. Hallelujah. Now, our father, uh, my uh, spiritual father, uh, Dr. And Dr. Bill and Veronica Winston, uh, they had this gospel to Dr. Bill to start a Joseph Business School. Today, that school is in five continents of the world, fully accredited. That was a, they started about 20 years ago. When God told them, he called two people in his church who you know, were learned people and, and asked them to go and research how to start. You know, Joseph Business School is a school for entrepreneurs, like, you know, People want to build kingdom business. And so he, he told them, you know, go on, go on. And they came back to him and, and they said it's going to take two years to start the school. He said, no. He said, okay, no, no problem, go. He went to God. God said, <laughs> two months. Guess what? In two months, that school started. What is God saying to you? Some of us now, we have a vision, we have a dream, we have something that God has spoken to you 10, 15 years ago, and you are still waiting. When is it going to happen? Somebody came to me a, a little while ago now and came to me and, and told me about something I wants to do. And I said, I heard that two years ago. Where were you two years? How, how, where have you been two years? Two years is a long time. 
Why are you postponing the things that God wants to do? Why are you postponing your season of greatness? Why are you you postponing your advancement, your manifestation? Because you are bringing everything down to the level of the natural. And at that level, the enemy is going to mess you up. We need to get back to the supernatural. Two months. That's all it took for the spirit. The Lord gave me this word. Let's go to Psalm 127 verse 4. He said, you are like an arrow. I wish we have an arrow here this morning. We don't have one. He said, you are like an arrow. You have been pulled back and pulled back for so long because you are about to be shoot forward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one youth. You are an arrow. That's what the, that's the, that is the description God gave me. There's a bow and an arrow. And then you have to pull back so that God can shoot you forward. So all the pulling back you've been going through is because God is about to shoot you forward. All the disappointment you've been going through, all the delay you've been going through, all the insufficiency you've been going through, the doubts in your mind that maybe you're not good enough, maybe this is not for you, is because God is about to shoot you forward. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will be supernatural. Oh, because divine observation does not make sense in the natural mind. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, 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 I read something uh, a few months ago when um, you know, one of our companies was listed in the top five. And I look at when did we start. When did we start? Talk of divine acceleration. No man can take glory for that, but God. Now imagine the impact 50 years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. No man can take glory for that. Hallelujah. It's, it's all God, all the way. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 46, God gave Elijah a supernatural ability to run faster than horses. 1 Kings 18.46. The Bible says, And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah and outran a man on chariot. He did not only... (laughs) There's a way, you know, let's look at it. He said, Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he gathered up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, overtook him. A man on horse. And now I discover that horses run at 30 miles an hour. Horses, 30 miles an hour. A marathon runner can run at 12 miles an hour. For Elijah overran or outran horses. How did he do it? The hand of the Lord was upon him. It is the supernatural. Hallelujah. You know, I've shared in this house before, but you know, for those who haven't heard that story, there was a time that we couldn't pay our house rent. Just a few years ago. There was a time where we were writing heavenly grants every month to pay our bills. A few years ago. It wasn't 10 years ago. 
It wasn't five years ago that we couldn't pay our, our house rent. And if I tell you how much the house rent was, you will be like, what? Yeah. But the day I got that prophecy for divine acceleration, everything changed. Because supernatural wisdom began to come, supernatural supply came as well with it. Is the story the same today? No. When did it change? The day we got the word. That was when it changed. I remember going for our <clears throat> ordination to start this work in Chicago. My wife flew out first. <clears throat> you know, the team were excited. You know, we had people that we had met all over the world. And they were excited. The work was about to start. We were all praying and all that. We had weekly prayer. You know, we were praying twice a week, all that. And then there were people praying for us all over. And they were excited. But they didn't know I, didn't, I couldn't pay my husband. When my wife left, I was, I was back here. You know, because she had to, you know, had to take care of the children, right? So one of us had to go. And so she was there, IFC. Guess what year? IFC 2018. <laughs> uh-huh. This is 2020, exactly four years ago. This same weekend. Then Chicago. She went. I was back here. And eventually, I had to go join her. I got there the night before the ordination. The ordination was supposed to be uh, in the morning and, um, I mean, evening, afternoon. So I got there. And we ordained. And I have an eviction notice waiting for me. But the Lord said to me, go. I'll take care of it. He said, I've taken away from the landlord the power to evict you. Because you're policemen. And this is part of the process. He said, when you cross this, you never go back to that again. He broke that. We went. We came back. Do you know before we got back, we had more than enough to pay rent for two months. And we didn't do any work. And we paid. And he said, you will leave that place only when you want to leave. You stay there. <laughs> Why am I sharing that with you this morning? When I look at all those eviction notices, the other day I was looking to, and uh, I refuse to, sh- to shred them. I have a shredder at home. I refuse to shred them. Because they are testimony to the faithfulness of God. I had 19 of them, 19. Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago, somebody, I was in a meeting. As we were starting this war, about to start, I was in a meeting and somebody uh, looked at me and that meeting and he said, this one. They can't do anything with their life. Now, I was seated there, I was seated there, I just pointed, this one. And I smiled. But today, the story is completely different. That is what my God can do in a life that is yielded to him. Stop listening to what people, can, what people are saying. Focus on where God is taking you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 12 verse 5. I, we, we're going to have one of our, 
one of my you know long-time friends is going to come in November. Uh, we're not we're not we're not concluded on the date yet. Pastor Amos, he'll probably tell you a little bit. Say this man is dangerous. But they used to look at me then like, like are you normal? I said, well, I can't be normal. You know, I'm not, I can't. He said, you're not normal. I know you're not normal. Because <laughs> the thing you speak. Now, if you, if you, by the grace of God, if you've been part of our ministry for some years, you will hear that the message has not changed. Even when in the natural we had nothing, the message didn't change. If I go to Anchor, we have, a, we have a page on Anchor. Go and listen to my messages. You might see some of them, 2017, 16. The message has been consistent. So it's not now that we started preaching this. We receive it because you have to believe it in your spirit first before it will manifest in your life. Are you with me? It's not fake it until you make it. No, 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 no. No. He said, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? Jeremiah 12, verse 5. And if in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the floor plain of the Jordan? Ooh. The floor plain of the Jordan, you don't want to think about that. When you're talking about slippery ground, a place where you can just... There must be a shift in your mind for you to experience the supernatural. There must be a shift. You know, I keep saying this. We're going to have faith refresher very soon in October, second week. We're going to have faith refresher. Because the flourishing, uh, this thing, our team this year is flourish, right? God wants us to flourish. We need to have a faith refresher. And part of the thing we're going to talk about in the faith refresher is a new economy. I thought about that at the end of WCBC, but we need to have a full message of the new economy. Now, I shared this on Friday. God said this to me. Won't you send your children to school if there's no student loan? I'm like, huh? That's true. Won't you buy a house if there's no mortgage? Hmm? Won't you buy a car if there's no finance? Now, there was a time even if I wanted to get the car finance, I can't because my credit was useless. Even if I wanted to, they won't even give me. I attended to do it twice. And on each occasion, something happened that didn't make it happen. But when the time came, suddenly, suddenly, are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You must fill your heart with the expectation of faith. Now, there's something also I discovered from Scripture that for divine acceleration to happen, there's always a door and a path. There is a door and a path. There is an open door that God will open for you, and there is a path that you're going to have to walk. To experience the supernatural. So it's not just enough for the door to be open to you. There must be a path. There must be 
apart. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. What does it say? Say you hear a voice from behind you. Say this is the way you should go. The most important, most valuable thing for a child of God is being able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is God saying to you right now? Glory be to God. (laughs) What is God saying? What is the next thing God wants you to do? What is the next step He wants you to take? What what are the things God wants you to shut down? What are the things God wants you to start? What are those things that have overlived, you know, they, 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 they should have expired in your life, but you are still resurrecting them? Yeah. There are relationships that should no longer be part of your life. You're still holding on to. There are people you are listening to that you shouldn't be listening to. John chapter 10 verse 27. John 10, 27. Can we have that, please? Hallelujah. The trajectory of the Christian life involves two major principles. Entering through a door and walking on a path. That's why he said, your word is a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. You have the light so that you can see and walk through the path. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Whose voice are you hearing? The voice of the economy? The voice of the doctor's report? God, he said, open some new doors for you that will cause a major turning point in your life. You got to believe that. Every day you wake up, you have to wake up with the assurance that God is for you. God is on your side. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's not about feeling. It's about faith in God. What is impossible to man is possible with God. Where your own strength, your connection stops, where your skills fail, where your understanding fails, where your knowledge fails, God will take over from there. I remember we, you know, we, we got this house and, and, um, and then we had some people you know, from, from our past who came to visit. And that is why now I'm very careful who visits my house. But sometimes people visit your house and they develop a negative mindset because it happened twice now. You got to be careful who you allow to come to your house. Because when people come to your house, they cannot, they cannot handle the blessing. The blessing they see in your life is too heavy for them. Not knowing that they have their home that is coming. It might even be greater than your own, but because they are so myopic, they are, they are so you know, fickle-minded and full of you know, doubt instead of faith, they don't see that they can get something bigger and better than what you have. And envy comes in. And somebody came to visit, and the only thing the person left with was like, only God knows how much they're paying in that house. You know how people visit your house? They don't even know whether the, the house is already paid for. They just assume you your, your, your mortgage. You wear a nice shoe. They think you, you use credit card to buy it. They don't even believe that you can use your money to buy whatever you want. 
I mean, I was listening to Apostle Leroy <laughs> Thompson. Was, he was teaching this past weekend at the conference. And he said something. He said, well, for his 53rd wedding anniversary, he said he felt like getting himself a, a G-Wagon. And he said he went to get it with his wife. And when they got there, the wife said, I want one for me too. And then they got, he said he got, he got a gold color. She got a white. And I said, get me a black. <laughs> and he said, go check the, you know, the price. Me and my wife quickly, we checked. It's almost $400,000 for a G-Wagon. He said, and it's not a cheap one because there's a cheap one. It's not a cheap one. It's the top, top, top. And we saw that it's about $360,000, something thousand dollars. And so they got two. And he said, oh, maybe you listen to me and you're like, Ooh. he got himself. He was talking about, he's talking about money. He said, yeah. I don't care what you think. I am blessed. People go to work for money. God prosper you. Now, we must never apologize for enjoying the blessing of God. The church has been kept in the dark for so long where we apologize for looking nice. The pastor will wear the same suit every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday. And the congregation is shouting, hallelujah. I told God, that's one of the things I told God. I said, you want me to pastor again? I don't want to pastor in poverty. I want to have my own stuff. So that when you put the offering basket there, and I walk past it, you're not thinking, oh, maybe some money has jumped into pastor's pocket. Praise God. It's a, you, you'll be surprised what, what goes on in the church. And that is why we need to reprogram our minds. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to reprogram our mind. Hallelujah. I'm running up now. After every door, there is a path for you to walk in to possess the blessings. After every door. There is a path that you're walking. God showed me. He said, do this. Take this step. Take that step. Take this step. Take that step. Take this step. Take that step. And I'm taking the step. Oh, you have no idea what is coming next. You have no idea what is coming next. It's big. We're here to take over. We're not here to take side. We're here to take over. Oh, the devil messed up with the wrong people. We are here to take over. Everything he has taken from us, we are taking them back. And in seven folds, in the name of Jesus Christ. An open door is a moment of God's favor in your life. Look at Esther chapter 4 verse 16. An orphan, no name, really like no history. Esther had no resume. The only resume Esther had was that she was Esther. That she was born. Stop focusing on only your skill and your, your certificates. Begin to believe God for the supernatural. They'll put you in position you're not qualified for. That is the supernatural. When everything you get is about what you are qualified for, then you are not experiencing supernatural yet. It's so much dependent on oh, my certificate. I have this. I have that. 
Now, there's a guy who cannot even speak complete, correct English. And he's got stuff. He's employing guys who have MBA. Ask him to, to, to call Jacuzzi. He will say Jacuzzi. He, he doesn't even know how to pronounce it properly. It's not about, sometimes it's not even about what you know. It's about who you know. You know God. Hallelujah. I remember for, for many years, uh, I didn't even have a proper bed. And I was doing the work of God. But guess what? The day I was going to get my own bed, it was, it was completely different. I got complete set. When you sleep on it, it's like you're in heaven. Get me some water bed. Then my wife won't like that. Glory be to God. You want to sleep, son? You come on Sunday morning, you want to preach, all your body is aching because <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't glorify God. When unbelievers come to collect house when you can't pay your rent, does that glorify God? No. No. We need to tap into the supernatural. You're not supposed to have only stuff that you can get by your own effort. The blessing of the Lord make it and have no sorrow with it. Somebody saw me recently. He said, oh, the last time I saw you, oh, you were driving a BMW. This one is, I said, well, well, just a few. Well, yeah, I said, well, if I want, I can change it again. But there was a time we have to push that van up the hill like he couldn't even climb the hill. I was sweating, driving to Bellingham. Where were you? Sweating and praying, Lord, help me to make this journey back. Pick my wife. And son, from Belém and drive back home, safe. And it was in, 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 this, in, in, in January. It snowed and it was cold. If that, car, if that van broke down, I had the whole family in the car, in the van. Our family van was the church van. But when God called me out in 2017, he said, I'm going to bless you because you have stayed the course. He said, you've been faithful. You sat with the whole of your heart. You were sold out to what I called you to. And because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to bless you. So that's my story. So when you see stuff, don't envy me. I've been through stuff too. But the God of suddenly decided to visit my heart, change my story. And it's going to change yours too. You cannot believe. Don't have envy in your heart towards anybody, even if it's their season. Trust God that your own season is coming too. Hallelujah. You know what? Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you. They are additions. They just to make our life comfortable. Hallelujah. When you, when you sit in that car, there's nothing to do. It's just a car. But it makes your life comfortable because you have some buttons you can press. That's all. The seats are a little bit softer. And they can you can the other way sometimes you can like oh, let's, let's give this a uh, Let's just go a little gear. You can go, you can go faster. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen.
God is causing a sudden change. Now, I saw something that really, I want to share this and, and I'll just round up quickly. Um, I have just about three minutes. If you read 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible said Elijah was taken to heaven by a whirlwind. And if you see, it was like a ladder to climb up. Now, when you read Job chapter 38, verse 1, it talks about the same whirlwind. The Lord said, I should tell you, from now on, it's upward movement for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In every area of your life, it's upward movement for you. You will no longer go down. You will never go down again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Upward movement for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Upward movement for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Upward movement for you. In the name of Jesus. Very quickly, what are the keys to divine acceleration? Let's look at that. Number one, a deep desire for God. We've talked about that today. A deep desire for God. A deep desire for God. As the dead panted after the water, so my soul pant for you, O Lord. A deep desire, a deep longing for God. Where you are enraptured in his presence. Because if you are not in his presence, you can't have his presence. You got to be present in his presence. Enough of all this five-minute devotion every day and prayer every day, that's all. We have to pray all through the day. Devotion. That we're not coming to church just to mark our presence. But we're coming to enjoy his presence. We're coming to fellowship. We're coming to increase our capacity. We're coming to be, you know, to be refreshed spiritually. So that we go out there and begin to manifest the thing that God, the instruction that God has given to us. Now look at it. Ask, seek, and knock is a sequence of a growing desire. Asking is different. But he said, no, don't, don't stop at asking. Seek. No, no, he said, don't stop at seeking. Knock. And the door will be open to you. He didn't say ask and the door will be open to you. No, no, no. He didn't say seek and the door will be open. He said knock and the door will be open. But there are sequences. It's a sequence. Ask, seek, knock. And the way you desire, your desire will determine how far you go in those sequences. Are you getting something this morning? Hallelujah. Number two, key to divine acceleration, gratitude. Oh, I'm grateful for the blessing of God. I'm grateful for where I am. I'm grateful for where it's taking me. I'm grateful for the past, for the things that I learned, that I went through. But I'm grateful for the future because I know my future is glorious. Because thanksgiving produces contentment. Thanksgiving now, I was talking about, you know, people comparing themselves. The Bible says there's no wisdom in comparing yourself with somebody. There was a time where I had a few shoes that had holes in them. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm praying, when I go on my knee, I have to face the other side. I have to face, my leg has to be on the other side because if I turn around, you see, but I was content. 
But now I can buy me a new shoe every day if I want. But I don't need it. You got to be content so that God can give you what your heart desires. You are living in a two-bedroom apartment. Glory be to God, that's where you are for now. You are in a basement, that's where you are for now. That's not your permanent address. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving produces joy. Thanksgiving multiplies the bread. John chapter 6 verse 11. Thanksgiving gives life. Thanksgiving conquers the destroyer. Thanksgiving sanctifies. Do you know what? Thanksgiving manifests the Holy Spirit in your life. Oh, you don't know that? (laughs) He does. Hallelujah. Can we just talk to the Lord this morning? Are we ready for divine acceleration? Go ahead and give God thanks. Go ahead and give God thanks. Go ahead and give God thanks. Go ahead and give Him thanks for where you are, for where He's taking you to. Go ahead and give Him glory and praise this morning. Receive divine acceleration. In the name of Jesus, say, Lord, I am ready. Lord, I am ready. 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 I am ready for divine acceleration. Oh, Lord, thank you for shift in every area of my life. Thank you for a shift in my finance. A shift in my health. A shift in my marriage. A shift in my ministry. A shift in my business. A shift... In the name of Jesus, God is shaking some things out now. Oh, glory be to God. God is shaking some things now. In the name of Jesus, God is causing a shift in your life. Nothing will remain the same again. In the name of Jesus, say, as I step out of this place today, I am stepping into divine acceleration. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am changing status. Oh, Raya Satakalebo Sete, I'm changing status. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Rabba Shandarebo, from scarcity to sufficiency, from lack to abundance, from sickness to wholeness, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. In the name of Jesus. Now, I'll say this and I'll just step down. Under this anointing, I just want you to picture any area of your life where you think you need a divine acceleration and connect your faith in that. That the offering you're going to give, I'm going to bring Pastor up now that will give our offering and tithe. That the offering you're going to give today, you're going to name that seed to address that area in your life. Go ahead and talk to the Lord now. Any area at all. That you can picture. You know, I know the area that I want divine acceleration in. Talk to the Lord right now. That area that you need divine acceleration. Talk to the Lord right now. And use your seed as a point of contact. In the name of Jesus. That the seed, I see it will meet any need. A seed will meet any need. It will meet any need. 